Welcome to Alive and Active Life, broadcasting encouragement to live your daily life with God's help and inspiration to reach for more of God by faith. Join Brenda Wolf for today's practical insights. In graduate school, I had a stark realization as first semester syllabuses were handed out in class. It reminded me of a similar eye-opener in college-level classes after high school. But this was definitely a step up. As I began to digest graduate school expectations, I noticed a panicky feeling inside. There would be no reminders, no pace set for us, no little clues. Set your own reminders, pace, and get a clue. The level of expectation was much higher. There was no option except to tear into it and hope for the best. My educational get-a-clue experience is one small example of many times we just need to get going. Just tear into it with best efforts and discipline. Typically, people apply this tear-into approach to education jobs, and career expansion, involved and or expensive projects, surprise pop-up problems, paying taxes, treating illness, getting into shape, researching and complying with complicated legal or federal government requirements, building a new home, even writing a doctoral thesis. But then add to all of that What about relationships? And then add in time and responsibility management for everything you stuff into the cracks of life, like most people do. What about your own spiritual development? There comes a time when you've just got to tear into it. And similar to the wake-up call in higher education, you can't wait till the last minute and expect to do a good job. Tearing into life takes time, discipline, perseverance, and all the imagination you have. Many times, life feels too big. Managing each daily detail is a stretch. But your daily life details dwarf slightly compared to much larger global realities. Things like war, famine, national debt, national disasters— like critical survival issues that billions of global citizens deal with each day, or like political maneuvers of nations. Then there's the sophisticated math and science developments that make modern realities, space travel, innovative options possible. How about advanced medical treatment and formulas that help sustain life? Some who claim to be Christians But their words and life do not match up to Jesus' words and life. That's a global thing. How about predicting and controlling weather patterns? Or just simply thinking about the great expanse of the universe? And so on. Life feels too big sometimes. So I have a question for you. Do you know it all? Do you know about all those things? I certainly don't. Often, we feel pleased to handle a small corner of life, 
and working to be whole people in a large world, you can sometimes feel quite small. Yet, your life is valuable. The value of your life is determined by God. Subsequently, it's His design. You're not an accident, but rather a treasured, anticipated, expected birth that God knew about before He created anything. Your life matters to God and to His purposes. So interestingly, your life has impact beyond your current knowledge. What will you do with that information? Well, I have an answer to share. If you follow a live and active life, you've heard me talk about this before. Since Scripture is the main tool that God provides to manage life, gain wisdom, know God and His love and His comfort, to figure hard things out, to trust God for help, and to rest in God for everything beyond your control, since God's main provision is His Word, then you and I ought to be in God's Word every day. Incidentally, many Jesus followers struggle to know just how to make God's Word applicable in practical ways. They know Scripture is critical to their growth and well-being, yet practical application? Especially with complex spiritual principles interfacing our current world. Then there's the idea that some have that Scripture contradicts itself, which it doesn't. So the point of this whole content is this. I want to share how to tear into Scripture. I call this activity Scripture Dissection. Quite literally, how do you tear Scripture apart? make sense of it, and apply it practically to daily life in a meaningful way. All right, here's a word for you. Hermeneutics. What? What on earth is hermeneutics? Well, most dictionaries define hermeneutics with ideas like this. The science of interpreting, especially scripture, or a portion of theology that delves into principles of biblical exegesis. Okay, so there's the next word, exegesis. What is it? Again, most dictionaries define similarly to this. A critical explanation, analysis, exposition, or interpretation of a text, especially the Bible. So, we've identified hermeneutics and exegesis. That's a lot to think about, though, when you open your Bible, don't you think? Explanation, analysis, exposition, and interpretation? Well, how can this be simplified? To effectively study God's Word simply means tear into it. But it also means pondering it, which is meditation. Committing to quick access, which is memorization valuing it deeply because it contains God's ideas, God's principles, and His very heart. So, in summary, it means treasuring getting into God's Word and getting God's Word into you. Incidentally, when I started doing these things that I've been talking about here, 
Scripture began to mean a lot to me, and I've been tearing into it ever since. So, what shall we tear into today? Well, I hope to bring a Scripture dissection into our article rotation a bit more often, so stay tuned. Incidentally, today we'll dissect a short verse. Most of today's content provides backstory of why you need to tear into Scripture, and even more specifically, to tear into life using God's Word, if you intend to live a purposeful life. So, there are going to be four categories that we'll explore with each Scripture dissection. The first one is, what does it say? The second is, what does it mean? Third, make it personal. And fourth, make a commitment. In future publications, we'll take more time to tear into Scripture portions and the dissection process together. I invite you to participate from your heart each time, and I will do the same. Ask God to open your understanding, creativity, and desire for more of God's Word. As a point of clarity, Scripture dissection articles I'll bring once in a while are not a seminary study. If you want seminary, there are multiple schools you can apply to. But this exercise is for us everyday Jesus followers to simply ask good questions, to ponder and explore, and then to conclude reasonable and practical applications from the most important book on earth. So for today's short verse, we're going to look at John chapter 11, verse 41. First, let's look up various versions of this verse. The first version I'm going to give you is this. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Another version says this. Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you that you have listened to me. Another version is, Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And then a final version that we're going to look at is, Jesus looked up toward heaven and prayed, Father, I thank you for answering my prayer. All right, the first question that we're going to ask that we'll ask each time is, what does it say? All these versions bring attention to the fact that Jesus, the God-man who created all things, looked up to acknowledge God. This shows reverence. Said another way, the fear of the Lord. Each version also notes that Jesus calls God Father. So he knows that he is a child of God, in fact, God's son. Incidentally, gratitude is so normal for Jesus that it literally flows out of him in his prayer, even before he carries out God's purpose. And finally, Jesus has full confidence in his Father's answer and interaction in his current situation. So, those four things that we just mentioned about Jesus in this verse, the first was reverence. 
The second is that he refers to himself as a child of God. He links to you and me. The third is he exercises very normally and naturally gratitude. And then the fourth is he has full confidence in whatever God chooses to do. So reverence, a child of God, gratitude, and full confidence. Keep in mind, the next thing that Jesus intends to do is raise Lazarus from the dead. Okay, so that was all under what does it say? Now, second question is, what does it mean? Jesus acknowledges and worships God. He looks up to God as a statement of reverence. His relationship as God's son, a child of God, to his father is tender and deep. He is absolutely sure of the bond between them. So, no fear. The gratitude Jesus naturally overflows with is an example to others. There is no doubting his full confidence that Father will always do what is best. So what does this mean for you? What does it mean? Jesus' response in this tiny verse forms standards to adopt as you approach God, who is your Father. All right, the third thing we're going to do is make it personal. So here are some takeaways to apply in practical ways in your life. Number one, Jesus' simple reverence for God provides a perfect example to respect and worship God. It's a correct fear of the Lord. You can choose fear of the Lord in your relationship to God. Okay, the second thing is that being human like you, Jesus links you as a child of God. Remember, you belong as God's child. You are God's child. And you are Jesus' brother or sister. Then the third takeaway is that his connection with God is joyful, filled with gratitude. Do you choose joyful gratitude when you're interacting with your Father, your Heavenly Father? Number four, consider Jesus' full confidence, his intimate, eager reach back to God. Do you intentionally engage full confidence? Do you eliminate doubt? And do you eagerly reach back to your Heavenly Father? Okay, the fourth area that we're going to explore, not only in this verse, but in every scripture dissection going forward, is make a commitment. And this is where the application thoughts and questions come in. Number one, how will you conduct yourself each day to communicate reverence for God? Two, what will you change to prove that you are a child of God? Three, Will you practice gratitude from your heart, even in difficult circumstances? And number four, what perspective must change to practice full confidence and an eager reach back to God? I have some additional episodes that I think might be helpful to you as you look into tearing into Scripture. Here are the titles of them. First of all, a resource for better thinking. Another one is 
I have behaved. The third one is plans for hope and a future in last days. And then the fourth one, and I really like this one, it is a personal secret key that I use very, very often, pretty much every day. And it is simply called GSGSR. It works. That's the name of it. GSGSR. It works. And then another article that might be helpful to you as you consider tearing into scripture is when you need something sharp. And then the final one, sometimes it takes a third party. I invite you to follow us on your favorite social media. Do sign up on our email list to receive weekly articles and podcast episodes. Plus, tune in to our weekly podcast using your preferred podcast app, or you can use our online player at the top of each article. Visit our website for resources to get into God's Word and live an alive and active life. You've been listening to Brenda Wolf with Alive and Active Life. Visit our website at www.aliveandactivelife.org, your web-based home for resources, including books and e-books, libraries of articles, podcasts, and more as you navigate life's challenges and issues. Sign up on our email list and subscribe to our podcast to stay current with the tools you need to be the person God designed, living an alive and active life.